When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. My name is Anna Silk. For six seasons, I played Bo on the hit TV series, Lost World. And my name is Rachel Scarston, and for three seasons, I played Tamsin. Welcome to the Lost Girl Rewatch Podcast, a show where we will look at all the episodes, share some behind-the-scenes stories, and chat with some very special guests. Now, on the show, our relationship was sometimes rocky, but in life, our friendship is rock solid. <laughs> We are so glad that you are here to join us for this trip down memory lane. We love that the family is back together again. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to season two of the Lost Girl Rewatch podcast. We're back. We were gone for a little while, we know, (laughs) but we are back. And as you can see, we are so fortunate to be back with the ever-charming... Oh, so handsome, so delightful, so and this delicious episode. and hot in this episode. Holy cow. Like, I actually think I'm wetting it. Oh, my gosh. Come yeah, on, I'm come on, come on. Chris. The red dress takes the cake for a lot. Chris Holden-Reed. Chris Holden-Reed is back with us. Yay. Yes. Thank Yay. you, Chris. Thank you. It's lovely to be here and see your beautiful faces. I miss you guys. We miss you. We miss you. So we're going to talk about episode one and two of season two. We did 22 episodes. So this this season on the podcast, we're coupling them up to talk about them. So we're going to talk about episodes one and two. Um, episode one was and episode two were both written by the incredible Michelle Lavretta. Episode mm-hmm. one was directed by Rob Lieberman and episode two was directed by Steve DeMarco. And you know what? I remembered watching these. When we went back, remember how season one we shot out of order? Yes. Season two, when we came back, we were told we're going to shoot in order, which was a gift, except episode one and two. We started with episode two. It was our first one back. Hmm. What and series then, even does I that? I've know. never heard of that. They come to you and say, oh, we're going to shoot them in order. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Like every series I've done shoots in no, order. That was like not the yeah. means of the episode, but the episodes basically. Yeah. Or you do in blocks. In blocks. Right. But yeah. when we came back, we did. We started with episode two, and then we went to episode one, and then we went three, four, five, six, and etc. Um, what a relief! What a relief! The, the problem with season one was was our pilot episodes that John Fawcett shot a year before we shot season one was amazing, but it was a mid storyline mm-hmm. pilot, so it was episode eight. So mm-hmm. they were 
trying to backfill and they hadn't written the rest. So they were just I know. filling things up. But, so we would shoot as they had but then it then wouldn't you go eight, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine? They I know. That know. Was, they just did whatever, whatever was ready. Because they yeah. were... They were problem solving on the fly. Yeah. They were like, you know, how do we get them to this point? Yeah. You know, and we did so much ambiguous acting. And I remember we were just we like, like so each other? which way should yeah. we go? And they're just like, just kind of keep it in the ambiguous zone. <laughs> like, just right. sit on the fence. Oh, that's a good <laughs> strong the, acting yeah. choice. Yeah. That, that's a good direct. Yeah, exactly. But always a strong choice. <laughs> Be ambiguous. <laughs> um, but hey, people like so, this one. So. But I want to say, and so these episodes for you, Mr. Holden Reed, were pretty freaking mm. powerful. Um, you yeah. brought so much gravitas to the screen. And I, I, if everyone remembers the end of season one, we left off with, you know, this big battle between Bo and her mom. She's been looking for her mom. Now she's in this big battle. And Dyson goes to the Norn, who was incredible. Yes. Um, yeah. And to, you know, to give his wolf. And instead, what she takes, I can't even say it. It breaks my heart. His heart is love for Bo. Love for Bo. And so this, we start with one of those things on shows, which I love when uh, one main character and the audience knows something that another main character doesn't know. So Bo Mm -hmm. doesn't know this yet. Mm -hmm. And actually no one really does except for Mm -hmm. Dyson and and the entire fan base and the audience. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. um, So yeah, we, we ended on really high stakes and we come back and Dyson's nowhere to be found, which I love that. I Mm -hmm. love that. And I love, it was I great. love your entrance, was, so, Scott. Anyway, talk about it. Yeah. At the end of season one, I remember I was sitting in... Michelle didn't know how to hook Dyson's storyline. Um, we, were, we were sort of brainstorming. And I actually just pitched her on it. I was like, why don't we have him run off into the woods like a wounded animal? And you don't know if he's going to come back or not. And at that point, I wasn't sure if they wanted me for season two. So I was like, it gives you a great out. Write me yeah, out of the story. And I can just keep running. I'll just keep running. Just keep running. I just become littlest hobo. <laughs> Move on to the next town. <laughs> Move on to the yeah. next show. That's right. Um, and she was like, that's great. So we kind of worked on that together. And then we, it was a, such a simple sh- shoot, right? It was just like me in the woods and I run off. And so it like saved them a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah. And, and Jay was like, I want you to come back and like their music and the feet walking in and like, you want to do this build. And of course we didn't run, we ran out of time to do that. So it's just like Casey pan up. Dyson's and cups. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was still, it still worked, but like, it was cool. I remember and they, was, they gave you that real alpha really cool. male comeback of like, he's been out at a bar. I just yeah, been like, at a bar. Yeah. Like, or like, what, like yeah. Roadhouse. It's better than a bar, Roadhouse, yeah. you know. Um, so, a funny little aside, I just came from ADR, like I told yeah. you. And the scene that I was looping was me coming out of a pond naked. <laughs> Uh, walking up to a girl and I just watched episode one where I take my shirt off in front of Hale and it was uh, a bit of a wake-up call to see uh, the 15 years before Chris Holden Reed and then the 50-year-old half-naked Chris Holden Reed. I was like Oh, so sad. Listen, I am. Sh- <laughs> I was pretty shredded. I, you were I you were pretty, pretty shredded, then. my friend, and I'm you sure I'm sure you shredded. Yes. And I know it's weird to look back and like, I look at my cheeks in some of them. I'm like, look at my little cheeks. I look so young. (laughs) So dewy. I know. It's it's so funny. Like I look back at that guy and it's like, my, my face is like changed too. And it's like, he just looks like such a little kid to me now. I'm like, Oh, you guys do look so young. You know, the crazy thing about it is that when I remember when I joined, well, and I actually thought that we were the same age for quite a while, (laughs) but just the number your age, when you told me, and of course I was what 20 to a decade younger. And I remember thinking, wow, like, they're so grown up, you know, and they have families and, and stuff that they're married. Like that's so crazy. And then I look at you now and I'm like, what was I thinking? They were zygote. Like they're tiny. You know, I know. Like, <laughs> yeah. Time humbles us all. Like, like probably do. partway through Lost Girl, I was your age now. The age you are now ish. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I know. Yeah. So, yeah. So one thing we should obviously state audience is, um, Rachel was not in season two. <laughs> no, <laughs> obviously everyone knows this, but, um, but she is 
co-hosting this season because we love her and we want to see more of her. And and you have some some fun questions and... um, Mm -hmm. So, okay. I actually had a question for you guys because you do this season one and then you're picked up for season two. How did you both feel about that coming back? You know, were you excited? What what was what was your memory of that of that experience coming back into the show after finishing one season? Well, I think we spent the whole break in a ro- on a roadhouse yeah. somewhere drinking, <laughs> bar fighting. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Um, no, I can't remember if we were if we found out before the season ended or if we we ended and then found out. I just don't remember. It was pretty quick, if I recall, because like we waited. Oh, what? So we waited a year in between the pilot and season yes. one. Was it another year in between season one and two, or was it quick? I mean, I think it was. Quicker. I know I would. It wasn't okay. I can't. I can't remember how the timeline. No, it was actually pretty long. It was. Because I went out and shot Underworld out in Vancouver. That oh, was like wow, four yeah. or five months. I shot something else in Morocco. What did I? What was no, I it doing? it was long. What the heck was I doing? You were rolling around in your money. And- <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I had piled it on my bed and I was riding around until <laughs> right. the phone rang. Hello. Oh, season two. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, no, it was it was another That's year. That's completely not true, by the way, everybody. Um, but yeah, it was a chunk of time. But I do remember. This yeah. is what I remember. Well, how was it a year? Normally, you I don't know. have. Is, like, how did they hold you for a year? I don't understand. They just did. It was. They it held was, us gently. Yeah, there was. Actually, you know what? I remember there was a renegotiation of the time because they had like six months, and then they yeah. actually renegotiated. Yeah, they did to hold you, which longer. is why Makes- I was able to renegotiate a second mm-hmm. season. Because I did season one like for peanuts, mm-hmm. and so like literally, uh, we would feed Chris peanuts. We'd say, "Good job, good job." That's why I got so ripped. Yeah. I was just eating pure peanuts. protein and <laughs> an amazing keto diet. And because you were part wolf, like you were very obedient. That's yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Peanuts just follows Chris around. I don't know because you know how it cons Chris. You and I will talk about how when we would have kissing scenes, you'd have you'd be eating peanuts. Yeah. Like I don't know what it is about peanuts, but it just keeps coming. I up. have kissed Chris when he has been eating peanuts too. <laughs> oh no, I'm so sorry. I have. <laughs> it's all he was getting. We can't. You know what? In retrospect, yeah. I feel badly. Chris was only getting peanuts. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, now we know, we know why. That contract, was everything. Right? <laughs> That, that was, was it. it. That was your meals and your pay. Um, but I do remember when we came back to film, we filmed episode two, then episode one, which I've already discussed. But I do remember us all coming back and we kind of just like locked in and like hit the ground running. Mm. Um, it didn't feel as like, who are we? What's happening? And we already had done that in season one. So I just remember coming back mm-hmm. and being like, we are, we're, we're on you know, and everyone was excited and mm-hmm. everyone kind of had dug deeper into their own characters. And I yeah. didn't know no, that you were doing 22 episodes no. at the beginning, right? No, we but we found out early, okay. like like around episode seven-ish, I'm going to say. Yeah, seven or eight, somewhere mid And then... And were you excited um, about that? Did you want to do 22 episodes? Well... Yeah, because we didn't know we what didn't it know, meant. We're Canadians. We're like, yeah, let's keep going. <laughs> we're Canadians. <laughs> and then yeah. come to episode 20, we were just like, when will this end? <laughs> I mean, oh if I have to say the Garuda yeah, one Garuda. more time, I'm going to yeah. punch a writer in the face. What they had to do was say Garuda a million times. And I remember at one point coming out of like filming at the end and I was like, is it day or night? Night or day? Like I didn't know what was up and down, you know. Um, so many fratter days. Just, yeah. just eating peanuts. We're like, Garuda. Yeah. I'm eating the peanuts from him. Like we're just like. Uh, yeah. Um, just pulling them out of my beard. Was, we don't know who we are. It anymore. was exciting because, like, it was a back nine. They call it getting the back nine, right? Yeah, and that's really that just deal. not something we heard about in Canada. We're like, you know, we 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 didn't know of that. Yeah. We know knew none of nothing. So it was very very exciting. Um, but it was it was like yeah. ten and a half months. I remember of oh yeah, you know, just yeah. her. It was a grind. Was that grind. month well, you, you start filming? Was it the summer, like end of the summer? Uh, yeah, because we're outside. 
Yeah, yeah it's yeah, warm. Yeah, 205. It was all summer. So we shot all the way through to spring. Yeah. We almost did like a summer to spring. Yeah, we had every, it was wow. all seasons. Yeah, we were out in the winter. Well, yeah, you've done 22 episodes. Before, that takes 10 months. Takes, yeah, exactly. So yeah. you get all the. Mm-hmm. And I. You did that on rain, right? No, rain, we didn't do 22. I think we did like 16. They did 22 the first two seasons. And then on Batwoman, I did 20 and we were shut down by the pandemic. And I, I was like, that's cool. <laughs> Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was very happy to have it. It's a lot. Shooting, it's a lot. shooting 22 episodes yeah. is, it's a lot. Yeah. You know? Yep. Full on. Um, okay. So then you land back in season two. Episode one, yeah. what's your favorite memory, if if you do remember? I, well, I, I, I know the opening in the tunnel with me and Casey mm-hmm. and then Kenzie. Mm-hmm. What, I re, what I remembered yeah. watching that was that that tunnel, like, it was, like, rocky. And so we had to, like, walk across rocks, hold the weapon that had a flashlight that we couldn't shine into the camera. And the tunnel was full of spiders. Like real so spiders. That gun was like the biggest gun I've ever they seen. They look great. <laughs> so I just, and I'm so scared of, well, who doesn't, who wants spiders landing on their head? Nobody. Even if you love spiders, that's yeah. not where you want them. So I remember. Well, maybe if you love them. <laughs> if you love them. Yeah, yeah. I had to pretend I love them. I had to like, like dis- mm. disengage and just be like, I love spiders. If they land in my mouth, it's okay. Because I was so scared. <laughs> and I just remember walking through that tunnel. That's, that's what I remember. And Lisa, our lovely props lady, I remember her going through the tunnel for me to look for spiders and be like, there's no, 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 no. Yeah. there's no spiders. There's no spiders. And I'm like, I know you're lying, but you're very sweet. Um, that's my first Those memory. Those props great. Yeah. Like Ian Brock and the production design. Like when Casey holds up like that flame Gatlin gun, <laughs> I, I was know. like, that's so cool. I know. <laughs> I totally forgot that. No. Um, yeah. And it was the How first time, it was the first time we ever heard about Underfay, right? Because that, right. that was kind of right, interesting. Right. That's where we got into those like darker unearthing of things. Yeah. I, the, one of the first things I remember about season two was we had a new showrunner, Grant Rosenberg, yes. Rosenberg, yep. um, who was coming in from other shows, uh, new to our universe. Um, but a really like a real good pro, you know, LA pro showrunner. And it was, it was an interesting learning curve working with him and seeing what his, you know, cause we were also invested in season one when Michelle was invested. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, he was much more like, and I remember him sitting me down and he was just like, he remember he interviewed yeah, all of us in yeah. the beginning and he was like, and then he asked me point blank, what do you think your job is on this show? What? Is that a great like, question? Yeah. It's a great question, as actor. Yeah, and I was like, I think I'm the grounding baseline, is what I said. I think that Dyson's job is to make the world real, mm-hmm. that all the mm-hmm. other things can get built on. Like he's one of the, him and Trick are the kind of baseline of the Fey reality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I said that, he saw he was like, "You're absolutely right," and he was like, "This guy gets what he's doing." And him and I became partners at that point, and. We had a great relationship up to a point where then I, you know, there was some stuff that we disagreed mm-hmm. on. And I remember we had a good disagreement, but then we fixed ourselves sort of mid-season. Mm-hmm. And we worked really well. He was a good end. dude. He was a good um, dude. He, he brought a lot a to our dude. show. Yeah. A real mm-hmm. pro. He's yeah. written two novels. So that then. was, yeah, has yeah. he really? Wow. I, I, loved, I, I, I used to reach out to him every once in a while. I should yeah. again. So that was my first memory. And of going... And he kind of gave me permission to be that grounded kind of performance that I like to do for Dyson, um, which sometimes, granted, I take it too far because, you know, we had Jay going, no, no, we want uh, more funny, more funny, more funny. <laughs> oh, but so I, I, love, was kind of, I love that because I feel like by the time I joined the show, you were lighter in in your portrayal of Dyson. Yeah. And it, so it's really interesting for me to go back and watch your performance in the first two seasons because you're very like gritty and grounded and, and there's so many moments of silence that you have. Um, and it's just well, that's such the a, kind a of acting that I came from. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Thanks. That, that was the training that I had and I love that's, that's how, what I brought to it. And it was lost girl was, and we've talked about the amount of craft we had to learn in lost girl because that is a strength. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But there are so many other crafting portions of doing character and show and different show style 
And so Lost Girl kind of took me as my personal performance from that sort of grounded gritty work, which I was comfortable doing mm. and like forced me to learn to go that lighter and like to service the show in different ways. And like, honestly, it, it, it was a total benefit to my career and learning all mm. those things through Lost right. Girl. Mm-hmm. Like we did everything. We did everything. Lost Girl. Oh. We went from super grounded to, to dancing with the <laughs> dancing on the beds with you two with parasites <laughs> in our ears. To remember when we were like Alice in Wonderland and I had the prosthetics and like you were yes, scared. the Wizard no. of Oz, the Wizard of Oz, <laughs> the Wizard of yeah. Oz. Sorry, not Alice. Um, but it 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 it, it developed like, organically. Like it, you know, like it didn't feel like Dyson yeah. suddenly changed. It just felt like he was allowing himself. You know, because yeah, in this that was, that was season, like Rachel think. just said too, like you were so, especially when you come back in this first episode and, and the, oh, this second, the beginning of Grumpy well, Dyson. It's, it's that he, I remember you and I having a conversation about you talking, you were saying to me like the challenge of playing the absence of something, right? Because uh, your, your love yeah. was taken away. How do you play the taking away of something, right? How do you, mm-hmm. and, and so what, what, what worked so well, I thought, was the the uh, anguish in Dyson and this dilemma of telling Bo and also, I mean, I love, mm-hmm. love the kiss, which I'm jumping ahead a little bit. Yeah, into, into no, I think the kiss was in the end of no. the first one. Remember they set up the round track? And there was all those oh, people yeah, dancing. Yeah, yeah. And then you oh, and I had right. to kiss. Yeah, yeah. And what I love about it is Bo turns away so like full. And Dyson's face is just, you see that it's absent for him. Like you wonder, uh, you wonder, but also you can see he's pained yeah. by the absence of love, which yeah. is so interesting. And how do you do that? But you, you did it. I mean, you did it. Oh, good. Because, yeah, it's a weird it's one. Weird. Right? It's like, is it just total apathy or like? Or is he aware of the loss of it? And he has to be aware of it, but what is the loss of the feeling that yeah. he can't feel? It's like blindness or deafness. Yeah. Or, you haven't you forgotten know. her and you have the, the knowledge no, exactly. of the love. Yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't penetrate. It was really interesting. I, I remember yeah, we would was, talk was, about it, was, it while you were eating peanuts. It was a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> and then it'd be like, action. Oh, okay. Absence of love. But, he, but anyway, I, I had forgotten all about that until I watched these. And I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. And it was really cool to watch. Well, when I, I just was watching 202 and at the end there where, you know, you've got the wine and we do then you kiss me again. I was, I couldn't remember how it unfolded. And I thought that when you did the blue eyes on yeah. me that you were going to feel like an absence, like a void, like almost a black hole. And be, I thought, I, I couldn't remember how it went. I thought you were going to be like, Whoa. Oh my God, that you would realize at that point that there's nothing there. But no, the writers were like, it's, you know, cause they have to like stretch out the anguish. Yeah. Right. So it couldn't be something as simple as right. that. Um, so then Dyson had to be like, well, I'm done. And, and Bo <laughs> had know? to give her the classic uh, psycho girlfriend. I can make you love me. <laughs> Um, which was kind of cool for Bo to be a bit of a psycho Uh, but that was that was a good scene too that last scene in 202 Mm -hmm. because that really sort of broke us then on the different trajectories it's also very um, sweet like Bo at this point when I look back she's still so hopeful and there's an innocence and like she still does not understand the danger of the world she's in. You know, she just doesn't quite yeah. get it. Skylar's just going back to school. Oh, I'm just saying bye. 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 Came home oh, for lunch. Very nice. Um, <clears throat> so yes, I, the other, what was I going to say about, Oh yeah. I have here, Chris hot. Yeah. Hot, frankly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> well, also the punch. <laughs> the punch. Oh, the in the punch. Face. Yes. I love that scene. In episode more one. The, punch. the punch scene. That's right. When yeah. I show up at your place, I mean, and uh-huh. I'm so happy to punch see you. you. And then I punch you across the face, which I love. I love that scene. It's <laughs> so good. I, yeah. I, I, you're we shirtless in my memory. I only just watched it, but I can't remember. You, to me, you're shirtless all the shirtless time. Shirtless with a motorcycle. I know. Like, just stop. Yeah. 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 Like, just just oh. all man stuff. Drilled. Yeah. <laughs> I just love that. I love that punch. That's such a classic Michelle Michelle yeah. move, too, just to have that yeah. strength. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
there was a lot of uh, there was there was a lot of good moments. Like it, we started off with a, with a bang in season yeah. two. Yeah, it was great. I also <laughs> love <laughs> the character who does all the sniffing. Like he's like, and he has a cold. Yeah, I know, oh right? my god! And he's got, he's the, got allergies. the allergies. That's where that's where we were still like dealing with like Faye hiding in plain sight and him yeah. saying like, Oh, they're one yeah. of ours. Like, or they're all of them or whatever. He was so great. That actor. Yeah. And I he love totally that he has was. an allergy. And like this is so funny. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, we've said this before, but all the, the guest stars on the show, even people who are yeah. only there for maybe two scenes yeah. were fantastic yes. actors. Like the other mm. guy, the one who's vomiting out skin. <laughs> oh, God, like, so he creepy and scary like the just the first time you see him I and then know. he's like i don't know if it was cgi and his like jaw I goes know. down i i'm watching it being <laughs> yeah, like yeah, rachel yeah. you don't know if it was cgi special skills <laughs> special skills his jaw, I his jaw can't do that i can my mouth pretty wide see oh my god you actually can <laughs> yeah you yeah, i don't think i, I can I used to be able to when i was werewolf. well yeah but before my accident jaw <laughs> Post job reconstruction, um, but also Paulo Nunes was yes. terrific as the 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 circusy the, guy, the, the, the circus headmaster or yeah. whatever you call it. That. Um, I love this episode. I really, I did too. I really and what, I love Chris. I love you smelling the he, the straw. Like you get down, you're like you're always like sniffing the knife. I'm always smelling <laughs> stuff. Which, as you guys both know, is you, something you I do. do That's realize. what I was gonna say, yeah, yeah. Rachel. Like you, you must remember, like food would come around and Chris would open it and smell it like this, like, like right away, like. And that's what my husband does too. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what if it's bad? You, you smell people. It's just it's men. men. So when you meet, yeah, when we, you we meet Chris Holden Reed at a sci-fi convention, just know he is sniffing you, He's smelling you, He's smelling you. Yeah, I'm smelling so, you. So make it count. Good. Smell Make, good, yeah. Please <laughs> yeah. do everybody or, a favor. Or at smell least good. memorable. <laughs> at least be memorable. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Right, so let's go around to episode two. So you guys shot this first. Before we did. episode one. Yes, yeah. we did. And um, okay, do you I remember, remember what the but... first scene back was? Do either of you remember the first scene you shot in the episode? I do. Because that would have been the first in season two. Uh-huh. And that's why, that's when I, re- when I saw that scene, that's when I remembered that we shot season two f- or episode two first, mm-hmm. because it's the very last scene uh, where we're outside and the stag played by the beautiful Natalie Brown mm-hmm. has been arrowed. Mm-hmm. And we were outside yeah. and I remember my eyes wouldn't stop watering. My hair was a fuzzball. I always remember my hair and my eyes actually wouldn't stop tearing. And that was the first day of filming. And so if, if I watch it now, oh. I can see how glassed, glassy eyed I am. And I remember it being like the first day and I was like, like, I was just a big mess. And so that's, that's the, the weight I bear from that memory. That's your, memory. that's my memory. That's how Chris, I know. It's- yeah, I, I didn't. I don't. <laughs> I'm just eating peanuts. I don't remember. I mean, I remember of, uh, Natalie Brown is a personal friend yes. of mine in Toronto. And what's funny is um, the stand-in Tommy was also in the back. And Tommy is a personal friend of mine over the years now. Here, like we went to surfing trip. We were in Costa Rica together with all of mm-hmm. our families like last year. And so I totally forgot that he was in that. And I was like, oh my God. And so Matt and I, we hang out sometimes in Toronto. I was like, and Tommy, what the fuck? <laughs> it was so funny to see us like 15 years ago. Well, Natalie, I mean, Natalie um, has worked steadily for so many years. Oh, She's yeah. beautiful, obviously. She actually looks like a deer, you know, like her eyes. like, mm. um, And she's such a lovely person. And so we were lucky to have her in that episode. Yeah. 
And then and it also introduced uh, Lachlan. Yes. Um, yes. Played by Vinnie Walsh. Yeah, who was yeah. incredible. Who, and I uh, love that, that intro of him. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who may or may not be on the pod. Who may or may not be on the pod. Stay tuned. Oh, I hope he does. He's in Calgary right now shooting I Billy know. the Kid. Pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So what? Episode two. What do we, what do we say about that? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, there were so many great performances in episode two. There was something about it that didn't like mm. flow as well to me. I don't know why. Maybe it's because it was the first one back. There was something mm. that just didn't, it wasn't as mm-hmm. seamless mm-hmm. as the first one in my mind mm-hmm. and in my well, let's be honest here you you thought it was a bit of a snoozer i thought it, it was a bit of a clunker a clunker a clunker mm-hmm. like it, it 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 there was a lot, there was going, a lot on, going on but also yeah remember we were dealing with steve demarco at the time who was the hatchet man he was called a hatchet man yeah. for a reason he would not give us enough takes he would cut into our stuff real tight and quick um he grew to love the show and respect it more and changed his directing dynamic down the seasonal roads. But in the beginning, I did not like Steve. It was very fast. It was fast and dirty. It was like, it was so quick. It was too fast, too dirty. And I didn't find that he respected the, the, the show and the medium, not the medium. Do you think that that change between season two and season three were, yes, definitely. Because I love his style. I loved how fast it was. I thought it was like, no, fr- like if you showed up and you knew your shit, then you were, you were done lunch. by yeah. lunch because he knew what he wanted. You knew what you wanted. And it was, it was like all systems go. But in the beginning, he was, was a bit arrogant. He was like, he was arrogant, egomaniacal about it. And like, he was coming in as like the guy, he hadn't embraced the show as like, it, it became, as we all know, he kind of all of a sudden started championing the show and was like, yeah, very much. this is my yeah. show, which is also a bit of a problem. But- <laughs> well, frankly, I, I think he was Faye. I think he was Faye. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, Steve, Steve DeMarco looked, looked like Faye. Faye. He, he, like, but he did embrace he the did. show and he kind of embraced all of us too. I, I think that, but it was, yeah. it was fast and dirty. But it wasn't like that in the episode. No, like, no. like he was still. My, the hardest thing for me to watch in bad. episode two, yeah. the hardest thing was me walking in that red dress and my voiceover. I remember on set, like being handed the, the script and being like, do the voiceover. And this is what it sounds like. This is what it sounds like. We'll walk into the building and we'll go in there. And um, Hale, you'll go over here. And then Dyson, you'll go over there. Cut. Like, and, and that's what they used. I mean, like, I, we, I never recorded it again. It sounds horrible. Really? Maybe no one's going to notice. You did the recording on set. You didn't do it in no, ADR. and I did it like... And they just like, handed it to yeah, you for the first and time. I, and I thought it was like marking it or something. It's just... Yeah, it's yeah, awful. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, awful. Yeah. I remember I got an argument about him and I was like, dude, you need to do another angle so you have some uh, something to cut away to because this isn't flying right now. You didn't give us enough time to do a good performance and now you're doing it as a wonder. We need something to cut into. And he was like, Ugh. I was like, just fucking shoot something. And like him and I got into it. <laughs> he he kind of liked getting into it, I think. But but he it, did. He liked I, that I, I do feel like the the episode suffered a little bit. It just felt like yeah. it it just missed the mark. It was like within yeah. striking distance, and but I, it missed the mark. Me. Yeah. And I remember that's why I was pissed at him on set because I could feel in his pace that he was dropping balls or like the balls weren't all on the table. I was like but then he, he, it all changed around. We like, you know? we like, like balls on tables. Do you, think you, do you think it would have been different had it been directed by someone else? Because I find in shows like there are amazing episodes and things just click. And then some, like not every episode can be amazing or would it have been? It was probably also it? quite a long episode, which is probably maybe why they gave they it to did. him. But, it was, there was, it uh, was, because a lot is going on. And we on. shot in Casa Loma. Right, that location in yeah. Toronto, and it was beautiful. Right. But there's just a lot of like time restraints when you're shooting in that kind of a location, right? Just a mm-hmm. lot of crunch. I mean, I think John Fawcett would have done an amazing job with it, but it probably would have run oh. <laughs> 55 minutes as opposed to yeah, 47. I don't know why. It, that's what that happened. You guys are no, watching do on this, when but, you do the yeah, yeah. Uh, it, do you it, see that, Chris? That you were getting like bubbles. Up. Rachel, do it again. No. I mean, for those of you watching the video, you'll see yeah, when Rachel does. I, did. I, did I don't up. know what I did. 
No, I know. Uh, and then the, it's recognizing a thumbs up. Yeah, but like now it's not but that's working. What, that's what iPhones are doing now. And like I've seen people doing interviews where they're talking about something like harrowing and serious. And they'll be like, just tell me. And their hands will do this. And all these fireworks will go behind them. <laughs> like, tell me about your ordeal. <laughs> you know, like, and they're like, oh, I'm so sorry about these fireworks. What is going on? We're just being taken over. I know, I, can you turn it off? Yeah. Probably, probably you can. AI yeah. is going to ruin us. This actually, guys, this isn't even us. This is just our... <laughs> I'm still sleeping and Chris is in the woods and Rachel, I don't know what you're doing. She's, peanuts, yeah. Yeah. But this is just AI, us. Yeah, like weird. Anyway, God, most, God most for, of you God are just listening to us, so it, it doesn't, uh, yeah. doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, um, okay, so what do you think worked then the best in this episode and, and what really didn't work? Uh, well, the clunkiness just, just it, it just it to me didn't work. Like it just mm. didn't didn't have the flow. But what worked? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's a lot that worked. Yeah, I mean, it got the job done in terms of introducing the characters that then we're going to live with for the next twenty episodes. Yeah. Um, but also, I your arc like, in in episode one and two, Chris was in particular was like you know. You have to tell Bo yeah. at the end of the first episode, you have to tell her that the Norn, which I love mm-hmm. that scene, by the way. And it's, mm-hmm. you, it's, mm-hmm. it's heartbreaking for both of them. Yeah, we really had to set up because then, you know, it gets more engaged with Lauren. And that, that's really where they brought in the start of the fracture, which didn't into the love yeah. triangle, um, quadrilateral, pentagram, however many <laughs> sides it ended up being. Parallelogram. <laughs> and then polygon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Multi-sided love affairs. Um, but yeah, no, definitely those were the ones that had to fracture the Dyson bow yeah. mm-hmm. um, singularity, let's say. Um, and then the, the one thing that I remember about the whole season, especially when we started stretching it out, and I talked to Grant, the writer, and it was like, how do we keep dragging this on and make it interesting? Like, mm-hmm. where can Dyson move to from this? You know, and that's when they brought in Kiara, another which I guess is like 207 or something like that. No, it was in 205. Mm-hmm. 205 is going to be the big Dyson yes, backstory yeah. one where we did the Braveheart Dyson. Yes. <laughs> I remember that episode so well because I, when I joined the show, I wanted to watch all the episodes. And mm-hmm. that well, one in thanks, particular, thanks. For I remember I was in my trailer watching it on a DVD <laughs> on, the, mm-hmm. on the TV. I don't know why yeah. that episode I remember, but I just remember being on a really long break watching that episode. And just be like, wow, this show's so cool. <laughs> Chris can do a Scottish accent. That's so Maybe interesting. Maybe got to be even more like hairy just and surly. More yeah. hairy. That's right. With hair extensions. And... Oh, and that's where they <laughs> brought the Norn back. That was his first encounter with the Norn. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway, we can get to the. Bring me back to that episode. I'll talk to you yeah, about that. We'll bring you back to that. <laughs> um, yeah, we so yeah, they introduced Kiara. They but I, I just like But that's down yeah. the road. But yeah, talking about one and two is yeah, that it was, was just really a nice I just loved the, the arc for, for Bo and Dyson. Like they they had a whole yeah, story, absolutely. a whole thing that happened in just those two episodes. You know, a beginning, and middle, it was and the end. most emotional yeah. stuff going on for them. You know, it was it was it was high yeah. stakes. And Bo's not just like yeah. jilted. She's like, you know, and that I love the last scene in, in episode two with Kenzie and Bo. It's you know, one of the best friend mm-hmm. scenes. They're eating ice cream. And I think mm-hmm. it's in that scene, but maybe I'm wrong, where he where oh no, maybe it was the beginning. I can't remember. But at one point she says to Kenzie, he he gave up that for me, like to save me. That that alone is the that, love. That, like that's the love, you know, that's also Bo's very naive yeah. place. But but I just love that hopefulness in her still. Um yeah, yeah. and I love Absolutely. You you played it so well. Like yeah. well, thank you. In episode one, two. Or at the very beginning scene of episode two when you're on the swing. <laughs> Now that's that's where Steve DeMarco being your director is amazing, right? When you're on this giant swing, which like it's so funny. I'm sure that the they probably just finished putting it in before I got in there and they're like, Yeah, yeah, it's it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. No, they they always made sure I was safe. But But you did such a good job of like 
seeming a little crazy, yeah. like crazy enough <laughs> that like Kenzie was like, ah, hold yeah. on a second. What's going yeah. on here? But like being like, no, I'm just going to win him back. It's yeah. time. It's, it's a, a plan. Restart. It's a plan. Once you have a plan, you feel, you feel good. Yeah. Um, no, I love that. And you look fucking smoking hot in that red. Uh, <laughs> you know, 90. I still have that red yeah. 90. I, uh, really? I You're don't welcome, wear it, <laughs> but, but I still have that red nighty because once in a while I'll be digging and I'll be like, oh yeah, the red nighty, mm, more and more stuff. Wait, did you, did, that wasn't your red no, nighty no, no, though. I just, I kept it. You just kept, kept it. it. Interesting. Where is it? It's like over in my drawers over there. Really? Yeah. Go get it. Go get it. <laughs> put, get it, it. On. <laughs> put it on. <laughs> put it on. Put it on. Take it off. Come back. You'll both be eating peanuts. <laughs> um, one other thing I loved in 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 this this sequence of episodes was the little girl, you know the the, the vision. Mm, yeah, I remember. It, and yeah. I can't remember if I told this story before, but like I just I love I love seeing children work because she came to set so prepared. We we go yeah. to the the bar to block the scene, and I have my sides, and you know I'm like trying to figure it out, and I'm like looking and. I, I start reading and I look up and she's like, right there. She's like, you know, there's a warning coming. And I was like, ah, oh, oh my God, you know, all your lines. <laughs> like, hang on, hang on, let me find it. You know, and I was so thrown by her, like, because she was just so g- good and so present and like, yeah. didn't miss a beat in every rehearsal moment and everything. She just did it. And it was just so cool to, yeah. to work around someone so young. Well, because children, they don't, I mean, some, some children do, but I think a lot of children, actor children who have gotten into that profession. I mean, think about it when you guys were young. I don't know. I I got into it as a kid and it, it wasn't a job to me or it wasn't like you played pretend all the time. Yeah. So it was kind of second nature. You weren't embarrassed by playing pretend you weren't self-conscious. Mm-hmm. That's just what children do. I think it makes, I think in, in a way makes them very natural, brilliant actors when they have that it factor, yeah. you know? If they can be kids to do that, though, like I've worked with a bunch of kids, and there's, there's a rare one that's like that, but I found most of them do it by rote. They learn, like, whether it's the mom that's like, okay, get the line, you know, they learn it totally perfect, and then they actually can't be very natural. Mm-hmm. They just say it. And that, and way I, that every comes time. from, yeah. and it's too bad because what that does to a young person is. First of all, if they ever want to continue to be an actor, you're you're teaching them what acting isn't, you know, and you're mm-hmm. you're kind of making that in them at a young age, and then they kind of don't stand a chance, and it also doesn't feel as good to to perform that way, um, you know. So I know I hate seeing that like super stagey, mm. you know. Anyway, this is sad. Yeah. I mean, Chris, you're a child actor right now. What do you? How do you feel about it? <laughs> You're a child with a beard. Perpetual child actor. <laughs> Lifelong uh, I child my, actor. Brought my Dungeons and Dragons set to uh, to set. I'm just gonna roll up some characters for setting up the cameras if that's okay. The only acting fireball. <laughs> the only acting I did as a child because you guys were both actually child actors. I was a. I was like, not. No, where I was not. Totally Chris, where did you start in, in university? I that's when right. I was, that is right. Yeah, I, 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 I think I'm the only child. Well, I did actor. acting as a child, but a child. I wouldn't call myself a child actor because I did a lot of local commercials in my hometown, and then we got paid five dollars. Mm. That's right, five five yeah. big ones, which was big. Wow! And then if I they paid you five dollars <coughs> to be in a commercial, yeah. and then we'd walk across the street to King's Place to go to um, Sigs and Things. That was the name of the little shop that had candy, and uh-huh. we'd buy candy. But how did they even get away with paying you five dollars? It was local commercials, non-union. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that was my yeah. experience. That's it. Yep, back where uh, St. Brunswick, where uh, friends are just strangers you don't know yet. <laughs> That's right, and they rip you <laughs> off if you're <laughs> five big ones, which is probably more like it's okay. twenty today. years later. You'd lay in a bed of money, and it would be <laughs> That's fine. Right. That's Between right. seasons, I would lay. That's right. Oh my gosh! In your red nighty. And my red nighty. Oh, oh my god, this is so perfect. I, I this is an Instagram photo waiting to happen. Not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yes, yeah, you heard it yes. here first on yeah. on the Lost Girl Rewatch podcast Instagram. Well, on that note, on that note I think we've covered yeah. just about everything. Mm-hmm. There's anything else you guys want to add about that season? Two episodes. 
just that it's, it's great, great to see, to see it, it again. I know. You know, have to mm-hmm. see us all and doing our thing. And, right yeah. yeah. And, and it's that, great to see you again, Mr. We, Holden Reed. And thank, thank you for you. being here with uh, us. And too. I know fans are going to love to hear from you as they always do. And it's just, you're always a breath of fresh air. So we really appreciate you. <laughs> do you think, do you think we're going to look yeah. back on this episode in 15 years and be like, damn, Chris was hot. <laughs> <laughs> the lesson is no matter what, Chris is always hot. <laughs> I, think so. I know. I think I'll just so. have, you know, I cut my own hair last night. Okay. I I did did well. right. <laughs> and you know, you're wearing that nice Not fisherman bad. sweater. <laughs> Like I'm into the fisherman look. In fact, what I've been saying down to here to people is like, I love that like Captain Highliner look. And then I realized no one here, Uh, no one knows who Captain Highliner is here. Yeah, but that's also because you grew up in New Brunswick. Of course you're into like the fisherman look. Yeah, I want people to smell kind of fishy. I was... I was frankly going for the Nordic ski guy uh, look. Right. uh, You know what? You're you're a Nordic (laughs) ski on a fishing trip. There you go. Anyway, thank you, Miss Scarston. Thank you, Mr. Holden Reed. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And um, thank you all for coming. We'll see you guys on mm-hmm. the next one. Bye. Yeah, I'll see you on two hundred five. All right, bring you back Perfect. to the Dyson backlash. We will backstory. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye, Bye, guys. Okay, so it is that time where we answer voicemails from you guys. And we're so excited to do this. This is the first time we're hearing these voicemails. Um, So Anna, do you want to kick it off? Yes, I do. I'm very excited. Our first voicemail ever on the Lost Girl Rewatch Mm -hmm. podcast is from Amy. Let's listen. Hello, ladies. Hey, Rachel and Anna. Anna, it's Amy. I know you're shocked to hear from me. Um, totally kidding. And I can't believe that we have to do this in one take. That is not fair. Uh, anywho, are we only allowed to ask questions specific to season two? Hmm. And then I just want to know which you guys preferred shooting inside or outside, not including the days that it's cold. Cause I know that would suck, but which did you guys like to do? And then if it is specific to season two, um, just start with season one then, I guess, because that was shot outside. Okay. Thank you, ladies. Have a great weekend. Okay. Thank you, Amy, for your question. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I'm very happy to hear from you. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I mean, that one doesn't have to be specific to any season, yeah. I think it can be sort of general. Yeah. What do you do? You like inside or outside? Yeah. I mean, I like I like lots of mixing it up. I do like mm-hmm. if we've been on location, which is like outside or away from the studio. I like coming back to the studio and having like a little bit of a hunker down week. That's kind of nice. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. We're always too hot, too cold, too <laughs> wet, too dry. I know. <laughs> so I, I don't know. Mind. I don't know. There's something nice about the energy of outside though. Okay. For sure. If you're like, you know, downtown beside a coffee shop and it's like temperate summer, but when it's winter, (laughs) someone brings you a coffee. Yeah. Usually it's it's like you're shooting outside and it's 4 a.m. and you're freezing because it's winter, or you and I in Brazenwood where it was so hot. Like I think I lost 20 pounds of water weight. All in my pants. <laughs> like legit. But um yeah, so I would have to say for sure sometimes it's nice to shoot outside, but I'm like a studio girl all the way. I love shooting in the studio. Yeah. I, I do too. I think if I have to choose, I like the the security of the studio. Um yeah. a little bit more controlled. Um yeah. and yeah, and questions, guys, could be about any any season. It doesn't have to be specific to season two. Just no. FYI. We okay. love it to be specific to the episode. That's very fun, but it, yeah, does, not it does not have to be. Um, so, okay, let's do another one. This one okay. is from Yolanda. Okay, Yolanda. Question for Anna. What's your favorite food? Oh, God. What's my favorite food? I mean... Well, you don't like uh, hot dogs. That's no, I, for sure. I, I definitely... <laughs> let's start with what I hate. Hot dogs. Veggie dogs. <laughs> Any type of tube of something. I don't like it. <laughs> type of tubed food. Yeah, tube. You're not in. I'm not into. <laughs> but my favorite food, I mean, I love sushi. I feel like everyone says that. I love okay. vegetables. 
boring, but I do. I love them. I love roasting vegetables. I remember you used to get steamed veggies with like olive oil and hot sauce or something on it. Oh yeah. Steamed veggies with sriracha. That was sriracha. How did you remember that? Because I I remember everyone through food. That's so funny. I know you do. You do actually remember everyone's food. Um, I do. Yes. Steamed veggies with sriracha. I still get that on set. Mm-hmm. That's my go-to. Nice. But it was, they did probably the best on Lost Girl, maybe, maybe tied with one other show for selection of veggies. Mm. You know, Nice. Mm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Good. Well, great questions, guys. Thank you. <laughs> keep sending them in and we will keep answering yes. them. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Lost Girl Rewatch podcast, which is produced by Anna Silk, Rachel Scarston, and Seth Cooperman, with theme music by our very own Blood King, Rick Howland. Please rate, review, and share the Lost Girl Rewatch podcast. This enables us to grow and to continue bringing you exciting new content every week. If you don't already, follow us on Instagram and on our YouTube channel at Lost Girl Rewatch. You can also subscribe to Patreon, where you will get exclusive video access to all of our episodes. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.